0: the privilege and honor of being with uh two additional guests. Hello. (laughs) Hi. My name is Kate Trudeau. And I'm Molly Delanchier and we
1: are two of six women part of the water cycle.
0: So these two just biked up the hill on Rocky Road which is impressive in its own right but you are doing much more biking um than just this little stretch. Tell us about the water cycle.
2: The water cycle is an all-women adventure. There's six of us, and we are following the Colorado River from source to sea on bicycles. So it's going to be, by the end, a 2,000-mile journey um, all the way from Rocky Mountain to Mexico. And our goal is to record an oral history or a snapshot of what life is like in the Colorado River watershed as it is right now. Who came up with this idea? It was all Kate. (laughs) I'd say it was a joint adventure, so (laughs) I was interested in riding my bike along the Colorado River and I was pen pals with Molly. I was in Colorado and she was in Alaska and she told me that she was wanting to do what she called glacier stories. Yeah. Ice memories. Ice memories. Which was as the glaciers were melting at the park that Molly was working at, Mm. she wanted to capture people's impressions of them before they were gone. And as we know, the Colorado river is going to be changing in the future. And so she's like, well, we could do that with the river. And so we kind of combined forces. Now, what is, what is
0: each of your backgrounds? I know you said there's it's seven people on bikes.
1: There's six. There's actually seven. We have two people who are each doing half. Okay. So the whole crew is seven. We only bike six at a time, which is plenty. And what's your,
0: what's each of your backgrounds?
2: Uh, I'm a teacher. Um, I have a degree in science education, and I was working on my degree at the time when I came up with the project. Um, We've been talking a lot about sense of place in my master's program. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, well, I want a sense of place in Colorado. And I would love to help the students along the river also have a sense of place. And so a lot of our work is with kids and going from school to school.
1: And I was a park ranger with the National Park Service for six years um that was when i met kate in alaska and same sort of story i grew up in colorado and knew about the colorado river and the issues and the sort of all of the drama that was going Mm -hmm. on but i didn't have that personal connection and kate and i met and bonded over how we really wanted to create our own sense of place when it came to colorado and the river specifically Mm. um and so when she was like how about we ride bikes i thought that's
0: a ridiculous and
1: wonderful <laughs> idea.
2: It's starting to feel more ridiculous
0: as the miles fly along. <laughs> so when did you start this journey and from where? You know, Did you do the top of the you know, watershed of the Colorado River? Yeah, we
1: did. So on September 4th, we actually managed to get rides to the top of Rocky Mountain National Park. Wow. Uh, we biked down the west side of the mountains um, and then hiked up to where the river starts. There's a mm-hmm. Colorado River Headwaters Trail. Um, So our first day was a hike up to where the Colorado River is merely a trickle Um, that whatever water that doesn't get caught in the Grand Ditch and sent over to the Front Range of Colorado comes down into this little stream
0: Um, and that was that was where we started our ride. Wow. And how many days ago was that? 23 <laughs> and you're here in moab um where are you going next when where does the journey end so we will continue through utah um, thanks to canyon
1: national park and lake Powell. Um, we actually have to veer off of the route of the river we can't bike through those areas mm-hmm. so we're going to cut through sort of central utah um, and then cross over into page arizona um, we'll spend some time at the grand canyon of course um, and then we're actually going to make our way down through arizona all the way to Mexico um, and the, the Sea of Cortez, where the river meets
0: the Pacific Ocean. What a journey. And how long do you think this will take you? We're
2: hoping to make it to Mexico by Thanksgiving and then slowly work our way up to Los Angeles, since that's also a player in the watershed. and an easier place to get a plane, train, or bus home. So we're (laughs) hoping to be completely done with the project like second (laughs) week of December. Amazing. Listeners,
0: we're talking to Kate and
2: Molly of The Water
0: Cycle. Um, Water Cycle, I'm just realizing, is... A play on words. You're cycling through uh, the Colorado River watershed, but it's also talking about the literal water cycle of the river. Did I get this right? Yep. Got it. <laughs> you got well it. done, Molly. <laughs> Thank you so much. You said that you mentioned that you want to collect oral histories along the way. Tell us about how that factors in.
1: Yeah, I think, again, just like thinking of, of the Colorado as something that's already changed a lot in my lifetime, in my parents' lifetime, and will continue to change as it is used for many different things as drought um, and climate change continue to alter the the watershed itself um just looking at like what is it like to to be a member of this community um and and making those connections whether you recreate on the river or you farm and use the water on the river um you have this special connection to the water itself Mm -hmm. um, and wanting to piece together a little bit of a snapshot of all of those different stories um, in a way that really just connects us all no matter where we come from or how we relate to the river.
2: The project was originally born from a book I was reading that really stressed conflict over water and conflict over water law And, and as I was reading it I was thinking to myself like there's 40 million people in the watershed. Like, why does it have to be conflict? I'm sure Mm -hmm. if we all talked about it from a personal level, it could be connection. So I think that's like my my pitch is, (laughs) we want to switch it from conflict to connection.
0: And have you gathered stories um, so far? Because you've been on this journey for, what, over 20 days now? Um, and you've been to various communities. Tell us about the stories that you've you've heard so far.
1: Yeah, it's been really neat. Like, often we'll get, we've interviewed authors, we've interviewed um, some of our hosts who have been letting us stay in their places. Um, we've done some of those interviews, um, interviewed quite a few rafters and raft guides, um, people who have spent a lot of time on the river and have that connection to it who else children children yeah i was gonna say some of the the greatest probably stories we get and we don't always record them but um just the things that kids have to say about the mm-hmm. river and, and how they relate to it are pretty great.
2: We've been to over, we've talked to over a thousand kids so far. A thousand? A thousand, yeah.
0: How? how? We <laughs> had some really big
2: assemblies. Some I see. And <laughs> right. some, some days that were just uh-huh. back-to-back programs. Uh-huh. Um, and what I've noticed is like, when you ask an adult to tell you about the river, they kind of mm-hmm. like clam up. They're like, well, I don't have a really good story. And sure. then Molly will start asking them questions. And through the questions, it becomes a conversation. It draws it out. But, I, you know, you ask kids about the river and this kid's like, one time I flipped on a raft <laughs> or I was baptized in the Colorado River. <laughs> oh, wow. And so like the kids are really quick to just tell you everything, which has been really fun.
0: Now your time in Moab, how long are you here? And have you already done interviews? Are you looking to do interviews?
2: Um, Well, we rolled in 30 minutes ago. (laughs) Wow,
0: Okay. Okay. All right.
2: Stop at
1: Milts for milkshakes. Thank you. That was much needed. And we'll be here through Thursday. Um, We do not have. Any interviews? Well, I mean, we have a few people we'll probably talk to, um, but we are open to interviewing folks. Anybody who is interested in talking about the Colorado River, whether you have a special connection mm-hmm. or a unique perspective, we would love to hear from you. Um, and we will actually be hanging out at the library from two to four the the next two days, which is Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday is that right? And yeah. <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, if you want to just come by and catch up with us, we have a sign that um, says the water cycle. Uh, look for that, or you can contact us through our Instagram page or our website, and we'd love to set up another time to meet with you as well.
0: Now, what about kids here in Moab? Tell us about that element. Um, are you, have you set up anything with the schools or after school programs yet?
2: Uh, yeah, we're visiting the eighth grade tomorrow, um, this eighth grade science classes. Nice. And then I believe it's tentative, but we might be visiting Moab Charter School on Wednesday.
0: Okay. And when you go into a science class, you know, do you tell them a little bit about your project? Um, do you get right into tell me a story? Mm-hmm. You know, how does that work when you're interacting with kids?
2: Well, the kids that we've noticed are really aware of their immediate environment. They can tell us all kinds of stuff about their own river. Uh-huh. And so we ask start by asking them about what they've noticed about the place around them. And then we do a little interactive skit where the children and the students participate and they act out different parts of the river so we talk about how we've got this forest with the elk and the moose and then we move into the desert mm-hmm. and as you go all the way to Mexico and they get to see all the different players and all the different habitats and animals and mm. things that use the river and then we talk about how every single drop along the river is precious and everybody uses it in a way that's important to them and It's our job to make sure that we can give safe water to the people downstream. Mm -hmm. And then we have postcards that kids upstream have written. So we bring those postcards out. All the kids get a postcard from a kid upstream, and then they get to write their own story about how they use the river and what they love about it. And then we put it in a little mailbox on my bike, (laughs) and then we're taking it downstream to the next class.
0: Wow. So there there in lies the connection that you're talking about, too, instead of conflict connection. Anything else to add, Molly, from your interactions with kids? Yeah,
1: like our focus is really on like watershed and the idea that the Colorado River, well, you know, most of these kids see like a, a little bit of it, um, mm-hmm. and they're very lucky to be able to live so close to it, um, that it, it's the same river that stretches all the way from Colorado to Mexico, and it's the same water. Mm-hmm. And we all, we all have the opportunity to use it wisely and to share it um, with yeah, our downstream neighbors hmm. who they
0: get to know a little bit through their, their postcards. We're speaking, dear listener, with Molly and Kate from The Water Cycle. Um, it's an all-female bike expedition through the Colorado River watershed. Now Moab is kind of an interesting place in relationship to the Colorado River because we're actually not drawing drinking water from the river, but the river is very vital to life here. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? I know you just rolled into town like 30 minutes ago, but I'm sure you researched your cities that you were stopping in. Um, any thoughts on the different ways of relating to the r- the river besides pure consumption?
2: Yeah, we talk a lot, especially with, when we talk to high school students about secondary uses and how it's kind of all of a chain. Yeah. So we have when we were in Vail, for example, which isn't quite on the river, but it's part of the watershed. And the kids were saying, well, what about snowmaking? That draws water out of the river. Mm, mm-hmm. And then they're like, they want to extend the snowmaking season. Mm-hmm. And then another kid was like, we should just shut down snowmaking. Mm. And then we talked about, well, th- what's that chain effect? You know, if you don't have water for snowmaking, you don't have skiing. And then you don't have an industry. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have a community if people can't have jobs. So similarly here, we have, a mm-hmm. s- or in Moab, you know, you've got this almost spiritual connection to the river for some people Mm -hmm. recreation Mm -hmm. it gives you pleasure to be on the river but also it's an industry you know people come here to raft there's a lot of different ways of relating to the river
0: i am so curious when you get to the end of your journey you know you're gonna have all of these stories you're gonna have all of this amazing tape what are you gonna do with this project once it's all once you're off your bike
1: um, well, we hope to put together all of our interviews and and hopefully like uh, some some snapshots of what the trip was like biking from Colorado to Mexico um, into some podcast style episodes. Um, the, those will be out for hopefully folks to see. Um, we're right. also filming as we go, and we intend to make an, a short film um, about the ride. Um, we ha- we have a grant with the No Man's Land Film Festival, right. um, so we will be featuring that film next year in their, their, film, their 2022 film festival.
2: And then we also received a generous grant from National Geographic. And so we'll be sending all of the children's letters or at least the really good ones. <laughs> Some of you get cut. <laughs> Some of them are illegible from <laughs> the okay. kindergarten, but they Aww. have nice pictures.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh-huh.
2: we're gonna send them copies of all of the letters. Uh-huh. And so we'll see, they might do with them what they will.
0: Now did you in the few minutes that we have left now did you each of you kind of go into this project um assuming that you would learn certain things have you been surprised by anything yet on your journey
2: I mean I can definitely say we went in assuming we'd learn a lot <laughs> okay um, open minded we were very, I went in very open minded mm-hmm. I have you know, I've read The Green Mile, I've read Running Dry, Mm -hmm. and so I I knew the facts, Mm -hmm. but again, I, in my mind, in my heart, I was like, the facts aren't enough, the facts don't tell the whole story, but I don't know what the rest of the story is, so I was really Mm -hmm. open to the people side of the story.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed, and I I think what I've been, I don't, it seems silly to say, but I've been surprised by the generosity of the strangers Mm -hmm. we've run into. I think I've been a little bit jaded after the last year, and just being far mm-hmm. away from other people. And I forgot how willing people are to give and to share, um, especially when you just ask. Um, we literally were offered a place to stay while getting milkshakes today here in <laughs> Moab. So <laughs> it just goes to show like, if, if you're out doing something, you know, that people think is interesting, mm. they, they like very willing to give. I mean, we've gotten lots of food and places to stay oh, and nice. great conversations yeah. and, Um, showers which are lovely (laughs) um, from so many people that we don't even know and that's been really special
2: and I'd say one thing that I learned is you know a lot of a lot of the popular literature seems to make it look as and sound as though everyday people don't understand where their water comes from Mm -hmm. and I like kind of knew that that wasn't true Mm -hmm. but you know I was like maybe they're right and that's something I've been really pleasantly surprised as we talking to kids and they can tell you the creek next to their house Mm -hmm. and which river it runs into interesting and that just it makes me really happy that yeah Yeah. young people know where their water comes from
0: real quick where can people stay up on your journey and your bike journey and your oral history journey yeah so we have a website
1: www.waterbicycle.org Unfortunately, WaterCycle was already taken, as (laughs) you can imagine. So waterbicycle.org. You can also follow us at uh, WaterCycle underscore Adventure. Um, That's probably the best way to keep up with us as we're moving along. Um, But the website will be updated. And once we have our um, recorded history... Um, produced and created, and the film is out, that will all be on the website as well. Um, but for now, Instagram is the best way. Great way to get in touch with us as well. If if you're in Moab and you have a short story to
0: tell, we'd love to hear from you. Amazing. Any last words before we head on out of here? Enjoy the river! Right, <laughs> and, and listeners, uh, they will be at the Moab Library tomorrow and Wednesday from 2 to 4. 2 to 4, you can catch uh, these amazing bikers. Um, and share your story on the Colorado River.